Hello, and welcome to From Wig Weave to Natural. And today we have a special guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Hello. Hello, everyone. This is Gladia's Natural. I'm happy to be here with Natural Keisha. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little background about yourself. Yes. Um, so um, I have went natural in October of 2011, and it has been an incredible journey. Of course, a lot with a lot of ups and downs. And um, I remember um, when I first started out, there was not much natural hair enthusiasts out there with exception to natural 85 who probably started like two years before I did the big chop and I started watching her for um you know just guidance on that journey and of course I probably was one in many 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 others who were trying to figure it out on how to go natural but amongst my peers, I was like the only person, you know. So it was really difficult to first build the self-confidence that I needed and also to develop the regimen that I was looking for so that I know how to manage my hair. And like most of us who went natural, we're coming off of perming our hair and using um, chemicals to straighten our hair and now I have poofy hair <laughs> and that was the very that was the opposite of what we were trying to achieve and after going natural and learning everything I needed to know about my own hair um, a lot of people were asking questions and coming to me and like how are you doing it and what are you doing to your hair and what did you do? What are you not doing? You know, et cetera. And so I wanted a place or a platform where I can answer those kind of questions. And that's how Gladius Natural came about. Um, I was able to put out my hair pictures and show that natural hair can be beautiful, just as straight hair. And I also wanted to have more of an educational platform where people can feel comfortable to ask questions and feel like somebody is actually holding their hands and guiding them through each step. And that's how I came about with the I Am Natural group page, where we have over 5,000 members. And of course, Miss Natural Keisha is one of my moderators on there, an incredible moderator, by the way, because she brings like um, incredible content, um, things that help you to understand how to manage your hair on a day-to-day -day basis. And so that is mainly what this platform is about. We find people who can go and research the information for individuals, not as a whole, but something that will work specifically for you. And we created a system where we help you find your hair porosity, your hair type. And from there, we're able to act some personal questions like, are you just starting out? Are you transitioning? Are you already big chop? You know, is your hair damaged? So these questions help us to tailor exactly what you need for your hair. And so this platform has been growing after starting with about 10 people only. <laughs> and wow. In less than 10 years. Yes, we have grown successfully 
because of word of mouth and people who just got tired of not getting like, uh, you know, step-by-step hair guidance. I think that's where we all can agree. The information is out there, but it's so much. How do you streamline it? And so I am Natural Group Page. You guys can look it up on Facebook and find it and join it. And you'll be able to ask any question you have, and we will guide you through the process. And so Gladius Natural, this is all I do. This is all I've been doing, and I love this journey, and I'm blessed to be here. Well, thank you, Ms. Gladia, <laughs> and thank you for having me a part of your group. And you may I be the first to say that it is a very, very welcoming group, very thank detailing. You. I mean, information all the way back from our roots are on there. Yes, I love that group and I love posting in that group and having active members. So me, myself, I first went natural in November of 2013. I was afraid like a lost child after my major big chop. Just like plenty of us, I went through those trials and tribulations. And I big chopped two more times after because of chemically processing my hair twice after the major big chop. As I got stronger with my self-esteem and confidence in my non-chemical hair, I started loving my whole self without the relaxed hair. Now that I am returning back to my natural roots, going on two years, I love everything about my unmanageable hair, from products to products that work. With the help of a lot of guidance from hair groups, like Miss I Am Natural (laughs) group, YouTube, blogs, and especially my ancestors. I came upon that if my ancestors went through when their natural hair during those unbearable times with limiting limited care products unlike the products we have today this is the natural me without chemicals and no heat usage and i am proud to say i love everything about my natural hair the kinks the coils the way it look after i wash it i mean i finally get a chance to see what my hair really looked like being natural with no heat and no chemicals so moving along is that those 10 questions that, if you don't mind, to be answered. Number one, <laughs> the number one question is what ingredient should be avoided in hair products? Well, so I've written a book called um, The Ultimate Guide to Rockin' That Natural Hair, and it took me over a year to put all basically seven years plus of information that I've learned um, about my hair and from different websites and blogs and, you know, podcasts, et cetera, you know, and I compiled this information into a systematic fashion. And so one of the main topics that I talked about in there is ingredients to avoid. 
And the reason why it's important to understand that, just like we're running away from perming our hair, so using chemicals in our hair, it is the same idea when we're using a regular shampoo that you've bought or a conditioner. These things are usually, these products are usually loaded with ingredients that are toxic in nature, okay? And Mm -hmm. I'll just mention just a couple of them um, that you probably see a lot often but didn't know they're toxic. So when you're reading the back of your ingredients, you'll find things like ammonia lauryl sulfate or behenol alcohol, et cetera. Um, Most of these things, if you Google them, you'll find that they're very, very toxic to the body. And this is not just statistics from just about anywhere. This is CDC. This is places where they're actually telling you minimal use or no use at all because it's not only harmful to the the body, but it can, after long-term use, can cause birth defects, hormone imbalance, cancer, and many other abnormalities. So um, reading your labels and even getting this book, you can go through that list and check out your products before you buy it um, so that you can save yourself, you know, from these things that may come about. And see, that was very hard for me when I first started. I would just run to the beauty supply store and, oh, this is great. I heard this is great. I'm going to get this. And I never just looked on the back of that ingredient to go to Google, put that word in there, and see what was the definition behind it. What does it do? What does it don't do? If it's a chemical, if it's not a chemical, and what gets a lot of us is that those hard-to-pronounce words. They use all these big words, you know, and (laughs) you're thinking, oh, it's the first three ingredients that's lined up there. It must be good, or it must be this, or it must have a lot of this in there not knowing that that's a chemical first off second off a lot of that in there because it's listed under the first what three to five i think you're supposed to look at and that means that it's mostly in there man i had a hard time with that and now that i have educated myself enough to open up my smartphone and put that word into Google to find out more about that because what's the sense of investing into a product that's killing your hair in the long run? Exactly. Exactly. So number two, how often should you or naturals shampoo their hair? Okay, that's a really good question because that's a very common question among when should I condition, etc. But shampooing the hair is, you know, it, it should be clear for you. And the, the best way to go about analyzing your hair is when you notice there's a lot of dandruff, you know, or you've been using two, three, or more products in your hair, especially gel. Like for me, I use gel in my hair. And after a week of that, I really need to wash my hair. And it's not just washing it with conditioner and everything, which I do when my hair is not that built up, but when it's built up with a lot of gunk and everything, especially the colors that are in our products, like the hair moisturizers and everything, those are leaving residue on our hair. And what I'll do is wash, you need to shampoo the hair, meaning you need to strip and get that product 
buildup off of your hair to lighten up the hair, especially. Um, and sulfate free shampoo is the best shampoo for our kind of texture of hair um, because it's not stripping it of its moisture content, you know? So mm-hmm. it's cleaning it, but it's keeping the hair moisturized at the very same time. Mm-hmm. So, like every two weeks, I would say, is best to, you know, really shampoo your hair. Great. And our number three question, which a lot of us go through, how can a natural prevent heat damage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure everybody can, you know, say like, yeah, yeah, please tell me because I love heat in my hair. I love to straighten. I think that's the beauty about being natural because we can do just about anything with our hair. But there are consequences when we're doing things too much or we're not understanding how much our hair can handle. So for somebody like my hair, I have low porosity, um, type 4C hair. I can take a lot of damage um, to my hair. But prolonged use, for example, if I'm using a temperature of 400 degrees or more, can scorch my hair. So somebody with much thinner hair and somebody with, uh, you know, a lower porosity, like, I mean, high porosity, those type of hair, I would highly recommend that you use heat protectant. Now, I'm speaking this for across all the all, all boards, mm-hmm. but generally for people who have fragile hair, you know, you know you can see your scalp. That means you have thin hair. You know, I could put my hair out and I can't find my scalp. Like, it's just so impacted and so I probably can get away with a little bit of heat damage but trust me it still caught on to me and I had to big chop so using a very good heat protectant is the very first thing you want to do you want to use a setting on your heat like anything from your flat iron to your curling wand to your curling iron those things you want to keep the temperature under 400 degrees Fahrenheit and that way you're not burning the hair right great great number four what causes breakage on the hair breakage um there could be many factors that can cause hair breakage it could be diet you know not many people are thinking about that it could be what you're eating and you're not having enough um supporting nutrients for your hair vitamin e for example is a key essential for the body for like your hair and your nails etc um, it can also be that you're not moisturizing your hair, you know, so you're leaving it in this dry state. And when you're trying to comb the hair in the dry state, you're breaking the hair. And the, the hair is very fragile at this point. It's two points when the hair is significantly fragile, when it's extremely dry and when it is wet. So you want to be very gentle and you want to keep the hair moisturized that's the key keep it moisturized so you're not breaking it and another factor can also be that you're probably using too much heat you know or you're not using the right product in your hair so those are the things you want to pay attention to you know that's why I like to tell anybody that I'm teaching use one or two products at a time use one so you can see what is happening 
Because with one, you can now focus and be like, oh, whoa, okay, my hair is now breaking a lot more than usual. So now you can, by the process of elimination, you can take it away. But if you're using five different products, especially when they're from different companies, you know, different brands, how can you figure it out, you know? So, you know, essentially what you're doing is you're, you're putting yourself in a disadvantage. So start out with one of the products and then work your way up when you're sure, sure of what's working for you. If I can comment on that, my thing is, I, I would say, is to use a product for 30 days or more and then exactly. give it, you know, the advice on if you're going to keep it or going to just put it to the side and go ahead with some other product, not just Correct. using it for one week and then the next week you're putting something else in your hair and then the third week you're putting something else in your hair. So that means total out of four weeks, which is a whole month, you didn't use four different products. So you definitely Correct. know what is breaking out your hair, what's drying it out, or et cetera. And another thing about the diet, just like our hair loves water, our body also loves that water too. And Absolutely. all of those fruits and veggies, or should I say vegetables, <laughs> that mm -hmm. we put into yeah. our body, we also need to keep doing that, maintaining that. Now, junk foods, oh, now, they can really destroy a lot. So probably less of the junk food and more of the veggies and fruit and water. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, aside from just, you know, learning about natural hair, I'm also a nurse. So these things I see every day, and these are the things that we reinforce to our patients because it's just be the basic things that we don't really think about. And it just be as simple as, are you drinking enough water, you know, for the day? And so we do different challenges. Um, natural Keisha, Keisha um, has brought on the 30-day um, water challenge. Yeah. You know, these are just little perks to kind of encourage us to, you know, do things that we probably neglect to do on a regular, you know. So it's important that we find those time to just focus on what is the necessity of the body. We are 60% water, and so water should be a part of our regimen every day. <laughs> exactly. And that water challenge means no alcohol, no right. sweetened drinks. Unsweetened tea is good and water. So I mean, no alcohol drinks and no sweetened drinks. <laughs> you're probably going to feel that withdrawal symptoms, but it's okay. You got to <laughs> stick through it because it, it means that you're purging and you're now going to feel hydrated. Exactly. <laughs> and you're also detoxing your body, pushing out exactly. all of those toxins. And another thing is, whenever you go on that water challenge, trust and believe everywhere you go or visit, they must have a bathroom. When you're dealing with that oh, yeah. water, they must have oh, yeah. a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, <I> <laughs> okay. Number five, who inspired you to go natural? So the very first person in my life who I have the privilege of marrying is my husband. Um, he was the first person, because um, like I said, I went natural after I had my son. 
My son was born in 2009. In 2011, I went natural, but he was very insistent of me going natural, and he just knew I would be beautiful. But, you know, like most of us, we are shamed by society and by friends and family. Um, it was hard for me to take on that journey. But he was the first person to be on board um, for me to go natural. And then from there, I had Natural 85, um, very famous YouTuber, um, and many others like Curly Miki. So these hair enthusiasts were definitely hands down what helped me to take on this journey um, full on. Wow. Shout out to the husbands. <laughs> All the husbands out there that love the natural beauty of their wife or girlfriend, because not too many men like to see their woman with untreated hair. They want to see that perm, that relaxed hair. I guess they're not trying to accept us as being nappy headed, but guess what? I am happy being nappy. And anybody that's behind yeah. me, then you have my undivided attention and love on that. Because <laughs> yes. yes. not too many people can deal with that. So shout out to your husband and anyone else that's listening, husband, that is all for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to all of you. <laughs> Number six. Do you think it is good to perm a child hair? I think we can, most of us can agree that that is an absolute no-no. Um, just knowing for the fact that if we use it on our own hair, how damaging that can be. Imagine starting with a child as young as that, um, perming their hair and putting all that chemicals, um, no. Um, you know, you guys can understand how toxic read up on perms, and you will be surprised with the amount of conditions and problems that come about just from the chemicals that come from these perming. So if you were to ask me, my simple answer would be no. My answer would also be no, too. I hate the point that I did perm my child hair when she was younger. But now I put a straight up no-no to that now because I'm pretty sure she was inhaling all those chemicals. Just because it says just for me don't mean that it's not a lot of chemicals right. in there. And plus, like I said, she's inhaling it. And I hate to see anything go wrong with her health. And those chemical burns we know, oh, my gosh, I'm having flashbacks oh, yeah. you know, just thinking about them. Those chemicals <laughs> are no joke, okay? No joke. Oh, yeah. So we have hair off that that burn was yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now we have to deprogram ourselves because we've been programmed to put perm on our hair from our oh. parents, any guardians that was perming our hair back in those days. So now we have to move forward with deprogramming ourselves and when our natural roots. And that's also letting those kids wear their natural roots and letting them know, too, that they are beautiful because they're probably going to feel some type of way. But we, as adults, have to build up their self-esteem and their confidence that all I hair is that. good hair. So always tell them all hair is good hair. 
long as it's growing out of your scalp, that's good hair. There's no such thing as bad hair because it's not relaxed. You yeah. wanted to say something about Yeah, I wanted to make a just a small point in regards to that. You know, we're not bashing down people who are perming, you know, children's hair. Like when my mother started perming my hair, I have six other sisters. So it was seven girls in the house. So I understood her perming our hair for the sake of convenience. You know, imagine seven tended-headed girls in the morning getting ready for school, um, and she had to get her out the door, yes. <laughs> you know, on time. Forget about it. That was a nightmare. And so what happened to us then and now is we weren't educated on what was easy. How can we manage? It was just, you know, I remember just using Vaseline in my hair, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so, of course, my hair was hard and of course my hair was super thick you know because that's all we knew we didn't have our parents parents telling us oh this is how you take care you need moisturizer like you didn't you didn't have that kind of um education and i feel like the today the, the with the naturals today the people who are transitioning not only are we learning to love our hair but we are educated we're over educated so when now I envy, if, even if I wasn't natural, I envy naturals because you see them and you're like, their hair are glorious, yeah. their hair are healthy, they're strong, you know what I'm saying? And the length, you would think you can't have long hair with natural hair. Let's put that all aside because that is a myth. Long hair, that's us. We have beautiful hair, curly hair. We have poofy hair. We can do it all. And our hair can defy gravity. What more beauty is that? And so after going natural and learning all these things throughout my years, I understand that there's a difference in generations and it's not to bash anybody down that you're affirming. Right. And right. It's, it's a matter of what was going on around that time. We can understand it. Now we're just undoing, relearning, and doing better. So, right. You know, don't feel bad if you if you've done it. <laughs> and the main thing of it all, black hair do grow. That's another one that that yeah. was out there saying that black hair don't grow. No, black hair do grow, and when it grow, it do grow long and thick, especially if it's at its natural state. All right. So moving along, number seven. What questions should you never ask a natural? Um, why did you go natural if you had beautiful hair? You know, I think most of these questions come across very offensive. Wow. Um, you know, why did you do that to your hair? Or you didn't comb your hair this morning? Or, you know, (laughs) or, you know, did you wash your hair? Like very, um, how can I put it? The questions are very offensive. And I think you should first put yourself in that person's shoes before asking a question, because then it'll give you that sensibility of, okay, am I asking genuinely or am I asking in like a kind of rhetorical question to say, implying something as if, you know, my hair is not being managed, you know? Um, and I think that is one thing most people should take into consideration because our hair, I could have left my house in a fro 
and humidity can completely change the texture or the way my hair was laid out. And so to you, it just looked like I left my house and didn't do anything to my hair when, in fact, I actually did comb my hair, you know. Yeah. So these sort of things I feel that um, you should not ask if it comes across that way. <laughs> so when you see a natural and her hair is at its natural state, don't think that she didn't lost it. Don't think that she right. <laughs> Don't think that she's going to lose it. Or she's mourning. No, no, none of those are right. She's just wearing her natural hair, and she have not went crazy, okay? So don't be scared. No one's a psycho. It's because their hair oh, wow. is in the afro, okay? That's <laughs> Get that out there. <laughs> Number <I'm> eight. <laughs> Number eight. What can I do to maintain healthy hair? Um, oh my God, that's a huge question. Um, as I said, um, we, Gladys Naturel or the book, The Ultimate Guide to Rocking That Natural Hair, we focused on exactly how to maintain your hair. This question is very broad, but the very first thing you would need to know is what is your hair porosity? Why? Because the porosity of your hair determines how well you absorb moisture. So by finding that information, you understand what products I'm supposed to purchase. Um, you also need to know your hair type, although I don't put that as a priority, but it's helpful. When you understand I have 4C, um, 4A, you know, those numbers probably sound foreign to most of you, but there is a method to it. You know, there is a method to the textures and the curl patterns that we have. And most of these products out there are catering to those numbers, you know? So what you're looking for is a product that can help enhance that curl pattern. So if I have 4C, I'm looking for something that enhances my curl pattern. And I'm looking for a product that's compatible with my low porosity here. And you also wanna know your density, you know, how thick is my hair? and so on and so forth. By finding a combination of these information, you put it together, you will not be able to create a regimen and be able to maintain your hair. The key to everyone here is to help keep that hair moisturized as long as possible. Yes, and don't forget, like we said earlier, putting those good vegetables, fruits, and drinking that water yeah. is also a main key to working with those great products that do not have those chemicals in them. Number nine, right. hair tips for beginners. Hair tips for beginners are probably the same thing that I've said before. Um, first, you want to know a couple things about your hair. And then from there, you also want to stay away from the stereotypes as well because they're going to get a lot of, don't do this, do this, don't do that, do that, you know. You, you want to pull back and not buy every single product out there that they tell you do this, you know, because now you're going to become a product junkie. Oh, you, know, you have a bunch of products <laughs> and you don't know what to do with them. 
you use them all and you don't see anything is working for you. And so you get frustrated. And like most of us, we go back to the creamy crap or we're going back to, you know, doing things that are damaging to our hair. And so step back for a moment. Find a place where you feel comfortable to get the basic information about your hair. And then from there, now you want to create one thing at a time. You know, find one information about your hair. Okay, I have low porosity. I know that I need to moisturize my hair like this, you know, to help healing that moisture. This was a great start. So these are the tips that I would give to you. Stay away from all the students and getting all the products out there. Stay away from just, you know, not researching really well. Find a place where you're getting most of the information you're looking for. Of course, it's great to go to multiple places, but try to keep your information narrowed down to what is compatible for you. You understand? And in that way, you'll be able to create your regimen and get your hair the way you are, you've been longing for it to be. Yes. And speaking of regimen, I know you always talk about regimens, plus your book also have regimens um, slips in there that yeah. most people can follow and place their own regimen routine on that paper. The last question is number 10. Why is a hair regimen good to have in place? Just like anything we do in life, you want to know how to do it, you know? And although I didn't start necessarily with a hair regimen, like I had it written down, this is what I need to do, but there was a routine to how I was doing everything with my hair. And so that was a regimen, you know? So having a spray bottle and, you know, filling up with, you know, leaving conditioner or having the right shampoo or having the right comb, all these things really plays a major role in managing your hair every single day. So you want a regimen that doesn't keep you discouraged, right? So right. I get up and my hair, I have absolutely no idea how to do my hair. Listen, I got to go to work. I'm a mom of two. I got to, you know, go to work myself. So getting up early and having to look at my hair in a puppy state, like if you were to see my hair right now, you'd be like, how do you manage, you know? <laughs> got my spray bottle, has my leave-in conditioner, sprayed up. I'm able to brush my hair down, putting into a ponytail and go about my day. And then there are other days I'm doing something completely different, but my hair always looks like I've been able to do something. So I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I don't know what to do with my hair. Maybe if I'm thinking of a new style, that probably be the only part where I'm just like, I don't know what to do, you know, and I'm, now I got to go to the, you know, directory of hairstyles and <laughs> try to choose something that I want to try, you know, but Overall, I know exactly how to manage. I know exactly how to get my hair looking moisturized. I know exactly how to get my hair in a sleek ponytail, you know. So those regimens have stayed with me, and it will help everybody else because now you've got the foundation. Now play around with it, you know. 
so a regimen is very key to how we, you know, take care of our hair. Just like you have a, probably a regimen for your face and your body or food to eat, you know. So all these things are important in our lives because it makes our lives easier. Yeah. And see, that's another place where I failed in it. I did not have a hair regimen when I first started. I did not. I would just wash probably once, maybe twice a week. I would probably throw product on my hair every day, not looking to see was it dry, moist, or anything. I would just throw product on there. So, yes, I became a product junkie also. But (laughs) now that I have built a regimen with the good help of my friend, Miss Claudia here, I have eight things that I follow. The number one thing of natural hair regimen is I take inventory of my current product. The number two thing is understand the role that each product will have in your hair regimen or on your hair in most cases. Number Mm -hmm. three, create a monthly natural hair budget. Number four, decide on your weekly or every two weeks or even monthly cleaning regimen for your hair. Number five, use your product for your consecutive weeks to learn how to use it and how it's working with your hair. That's another thing. That's the 30-day thing that I was speaking up on earlier. Number six, find a few basic go-to hairstyles. Number seven, keep your hair moisturized. Number eight, protect your beautiful natural hair. These things mean a lot to me, and I follow them as of today because I am also for C slash or B, low porosity hair, and my hair can get very brittle. So I definitely want to keep it moisturized. I love cooling my scalp and my roots. I do that by misting it with a water bottle. Or sometimes I would get directly in the shower and put the water on cool and rinse my hair and my scalp with cool water. Since I'm down here in Texas where it's very hot this summer, I don't need to use any heat because the sun out here will give you more than you need. So let's see. What is the name of your book, Miss Gladia? Yes, so as you guys know, it's the ultimate guide to rocking that natural hair. Natural is the French version of natural, and so I'm Haitian. And, you know, my background is more French, and natural was what stood out to me. And so everything that I brand with the word natural becomes natural. And so this is your ultimate guide to basically figure out exactly what you need to do. And at by the end of the book, there is a worksheet that tells you step-by-step step how to fill out that one-month calendar 
for you to create that hair regimen that you've been desperately looking for. And so I'm happy that Natural Keisha had a chance to go through it and see this is an invaluable information. Like I've never found anything like this where it tells you exactly on day one, this is what you need to do your hair. Week two, this is what you need to put in your hair. You know, so by going through this book from front to back, you will finish off and be like, finally, I have something that will work for me. That's great. Because I was doing blog to blog every minute, probably every hour to see what's next that I need to do with my hair. And it was just too much when you can have your book there that tells you from day one to day 30 what to do with your hair. So where can our listeners purchase or either find more information on your book? And I will send a link also to Miss Natural Keisha, but you can go to my website at www.gladiasnatural.com and it will be under shop. So once you go there, you'll see my book. You can click on it. It costs $27 for the book, and you get it instantly downloaded to your phone. And from there, you can start on your hair regimen. And where can our listeners find you or follow you at? I have a couple of platforms, definitely on Facebook. This is where I'm most active. Um, I have my main page, which is, um, facebook.com slash Gladias Natural, which is G-L-A-D-I-A-S-N-A-T-U-R-E-L-L-E.com. And you can also find me at the group page, which is facebook.com slash group slash I am Natural, which is one word. So Natural is spelled N-A-T-U-R-E-L-L-E. And then, of course, on my website, GladiasNatural.com. You guys can always um, log on and sign up as members and just indulge yourself in all the information that I have out there. Is there anything that you would like to talk about before we end the conversation? (laughs) Um, What I really want to encourage people is, you know, a lot of people have just been asking the very same questions. I don't care how many people have joined my group. Um, We have three questions that we always ask. Are you tired of not knowing, um, of not getting a step-by-step hair guidance? And that answer has always been 90 to 99% of the time a yes. And I get all types of people in my group, people who've been natural for a very long time, people who are thinking about going natural, people who just started, you know, so just a wide range of different people, including men. And I finally put something together that I feel will benefit everyone. And this ebook is literally the answer to most people's question out there. It just put things into perspective and narrow everything down for you so that you can finally say, hey, now I can do my hair like I've been watching those YouTube videos and wondering, like, how did she do that? You know, although I followed her her way to the T and my hair came out the complete opposite. So this book teaches you exactly what you probably been maybe missing in your regimen or you probably didn't think about or you just didn't know at all. 
and you didn't know where to start. So get something like this to help you start on your journey. And like she said once before, you men, we got something for you too. So that's women, men, and kids, and especially our older crowd too. So we help all the way around, your whole family. Well, if you want to turn your family into that natural, then guess what? We have it for you too. So thank yeah. you, Miss Gladia, for taking the time yeah. out to speak to our listeners today. I will continue to follow you and see how everything's going and make my appearance in the group very often also. You have a great day and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great one, Natural Keisha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.